Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Welcome everybody back to another CXR podcast. I am excited today. Um, this is one of my favorite topics. This is one of my favorite topics to kind of talk about. Um, th- there is a history of this conversation within a, in the recruiting space around, well, how did you get into recruiting? How did you fall into recruiting? How did you, did you go to school to get into recruiting? Did you, you know, who brought, who drug you into recruiting from some other function? Uh, and it's always, always a fun conversation to learn. So today, uh, we have a particular leader that we have known and loved for years, who's a longtime CXR member uh, and industry friend, Joe. Joe, say hello to everybody. I don't know, everybody. Uh, I think Chris is overselling my presence, but I appreciate that. <laughs> well, at the risk of underselling it, Joe, why don't you give <laughs> us what I like to call the escalator pitch uh, of who is Joe and why does anybody care what Joe has to say uh, about, about anything in the space, let alone uh, the NFL? Yeah, yeah, no. So we'll, we'll 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 table my side projects, I guess, for for a different day. But uh, no, seriously, hello, everybody. I appreciate the, the opportunity to be here, Chris Jerry Bar. Uh, to Chris's point, I've been friends for a number of years, um, and really, truly, have been there from the start of my journey in TA. Um, you know, and have been trusted advisors and counselors, and truly become friends along the way. But um, I've been um, in this talent acquisition space for the better part of eight plus years now, all with Polaris Industries. Um, you know, in, in different roles, really every call it 12 to 18 months. Um, so it's been a heck of a ride, you know, coming to the organization as with absolutely zero experience in corporate talent acquisition. Um, a lot of experience in agency, you know, for a couple of years, bounce around doing different things, but never really understand, never understood the corporate dynamic when it comes to talent attraction. And, um, and thankfully, um, Polaris is a culture where we start to bet on people who may not necessarily have every single box to be checked when their experiences uh, come together. And, um, you know, Roger Coker, um, you know, approached me about this and he brought me in and said, this is kind of his vision and trusted me to take on different responsibilities. But uh, outside of the company, um, you know, I have a a lovely wife, Heather, and a beautiful baby girl. Um, Her name is Claire. We like to talk about her obsessive happy daddy um, here, but you know, except when she eats dog food, which was a huge mistake on our part. But we got that covered only one time, got it out in time. Uh, but but yeah, that, that's really, you know, the gist of, of who I am and my connections here. But um, a lot of presence here at Polaris, but truthfully believe in balance and making sure that I'm present at home as well. And I think that actually does support a lot of the different initiatives that we have here is to be able to kind of check out and, and have those different lives. So I don't know if that gives you everything looking for, Chris, but I'll fill in more blanks. No, it does. It does, Joe. And I think that um, it's fun because anybody who sat with you uh, for five minutes knows that you are very passionate about the work that you do uh, and the brand at Polaris and just just the culture uh, that you guys have really forged ahead with there and the changes that you're trying to make there. But but for the sake of um, interest sake, and, and I get a little bit of history prior to Polaris, prior to corporate, but how, how did you get into recruiting? Did you fall into it? Was it a lifelong goal? Did your parents raise you to be a recruiter? Where, where did it come from? Yeah, no, it, it's a great question because it, 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 it fell out of the sky, um, truthfully. Um, so I grew up in a family where my father owned his own business for 25 years. Um, 
nothing, you know, super sexy, but it was an incredible, you know, journey for him to start this from scratch and build it to what it was that, you know, uh, basically fed our family and, and helped my brother, my sister, my mother, and I you know, have our life. I mean, so I walked his entrepreneurial approach to everything that he did, you know, and, and we're talking about office furniture. That was, it was an office furniture distribu distributor. So, I mean, it's, it's not exactly the flashiest life, but still, it was something that I got a chance to watch him and be a part of as I grew up. You know, and we were always naturally attracted to the to the sales side of it. My brother and I, um, in particular. Um, so, out of college, after graduating from St. Thomas with degrees in entrepreneurship and business operations, um, truthfully, we thought that we were going to take over and go work for his company. And he shocked us when he pulled us both aside and said, "No, that's not how this is going to work. This was mine. Um, this was my chapter. And you guys, if you want to do this." I'll help you build the exact same organization, but you need to go through the things that I went through if you're going to have a true appreciation for what it's like that with business. Uh, we didn't do that. We chose to impact. Um, <laughs> wait, you know, but, wait uh, I want to make sure I got it. So, so you, you come up through the family, you're watching your dad. He's a hardworking man. He's doing honest work, supporting the family. You guys are thinking we're just going to take the business over. And he goes, nah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he's, he's a pretty blunt guy. So we put a little bit more eloquent than that, but kind of. Kind of. I mean, if my brother was on here right now, um, he would he would laugh. He's older. He kind of thought like, wow, cool. It's going to be my thing. And little brother and I are going to take this and we're going to go. But he, he literally did. And that was his reasoning, though. He, he said, hey, if you want to start your own office furniture company, um, the exact same. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you everything I know. But there is something to having to pull yourself up and do this for the first time. And I think you're going to be able to get get to where I am much faster if you want to do it, then I did, but still you got, you got to learn how to do this on your own. Um, you know, but, but truthfully that, that was the discussion. So it hurt a little bit more then. probably have more of an appreciation for the approach now. Um, you know, but yeah, it, it was a frustrating day. Um, it stings a little when it's true, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we might not have had dinner that, that night together. Um, but it's all right. <laughs> He's a wise man. Um, but yeah, that, that's the gist of that. But to come back to the question of how did I get into it? I mean, so I spent two and a half years at Thomson Reuters uh, kind of grinding, truthfully. I mean, on the sales side, but more so in entry-level BD, setting the stage for a senior sales executive um, to go in and to sell websites, truthfully, to attorneys. I mean, so talking about kind of just coming in and earning your stripes, I mean, it's cold calls all day long for two and a half years. So mm -hmm. um, I got a chance to learn what it was like to be in sales in a large organization. Obviously the, the flash of, of large dollars um, was appealing when we thought about that, but I never really, I never really felt like um, I was part of the company. And Thompson's a great organization, but it just didn't jive with me. And I think it's probably more of that kind of entrepreneurial upbringing with massive global conglomerates coming together and figuring out what that is. So. I, um, I was approached by somebody and said, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, selling agents or selling staffing services? And I said, I don't know anything about it. Um, and truthfully went through a number of discussions and said, all right, let's take a leap of faith. You know, so I spent some couple of years in agency, different agencies um, and learned what I learned. Players was a client of mine and here we are. <laughs> nice. And you, did you take to it pretty naturally? Um. I think the agency side, um, the agency side taught me a lot, an awful lot. And truthfully, it was, um, it humbled me an awful lot because I thought the hustle was there when you come from corporate. But when you're in agency, right, it's all about the last deal. It's all about the next opportunity. 
It's not about even what you just closed three minutes ago. And to be honest with you, I was pretty young and probably didn't um, have enough appreciation for how the business was to operate. Um, I was probably a little too distracted um, to kind of continue on with it. But either way, um, you know, those are just reflections that I have on my time there. But I enjoyed that culture. I enjoyed the people that I worked with. And I knew um, it was just a different chase, right? Um, so it's whether it's chasing for the next deal or chasing a candidate, I mean, there, there's still that kind of appeal and lure of going after it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. So recruiting by way of sales, by way of entrepreneurial path. <laughs> with what I tell you? With rug pulled halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about it, right? I mean, don't talk about non-traditional paths to get in. I mean, that that's that's part of it. But it's um it's it's amazing the amount of synergies actually that are in with recruitment uh, with all different kinds of businesses. Truthfully, it's just a matter of how you look at it. Yeah. Um, is is how I've um, tried to approach my time here. But yeah, no, it's definitely a non-traditional path. I like it. So, Joe, I, I got to ask you now. You've told the history of uh, growing up and watch, watching your family do hard work, honest work, uh, and then forcing you to pivot, right? And you pivoted your own way, but there was a pivot that was sort of forced. Now, Claire, your youngster, your your little your little rug monkey is still running around, barely mobile. Uh, and what are you going to tell her in seventeen years when she's been watching her dad be a successful recruiting leader? And she says, dad, I want to, I want to go into recruiting. I, I want to do what you do. Are, are you going to go? Nope. Uh, I'd hope not. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd hope not. Um, but I think my question back to her would be why. And if it's anything because if it's anything other than, or if it's anything close to hey, you know, what you do and, and this is what, and, and that normal, I think, family relationship where it'd be natural um, you know, then, then I think I would want to entertain, I would try and help the best that I can. Truthfully, I want her to have the whole world. I think like any parent, you know, would, uh, but realities are, I, I probably would, I think I'd ask that question. Uh, my wife was here. She might, she might challenge that thinking, but, um, but I think that's probably where I'd stop. At least I hope I would just explain, but why do you want to do that? Explain it to me. And if there's a real reason saying, Hey, I'm attracted to, you know, um, you know, bringing more, you know, diverse candidates into or diverse people into specific organizations, or I'm attracted to whatever else, something that's actually tangible past, Hey, I just saw you do it. Then let's go. Let's roll. Good stuff. Well, look, I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Obviously it's uh, we, we try to have fun. Let's put it that way. That, that's the only way I think I know how to live. Well, I think you do great. Joe, thanks so much for joining us on the show. We appreciate a little bit of backstory over who you are and, and how you fell into the space. No problem. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Good stuff. Uh, don't miss, we got another podcast coming up with uh, Stephen Rothberg. Uh, and I think the write-up we've got, you can find it on the site, but I'll read it to you. After 70 years of only incremental change, college recruiting transformed within months due to COVID and the murder of George Floyd. Uh, what changes are sticking around and what seems temporary. And so Stephen and I are going to take a shot at that. I don't know if we'll get much of it right or much of it wrong, but we're, we're going to enjoy the conversation. He's always a joy to have on. Uh, until then, we'll see everybody online in the CXR community at CXR.works. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.